Hi, I'm Suzanne Bencho. This is May 7th, 2020, and I have an update on the uh, on the causes and the effects and the the situation with the coronavirus. I've already had uh, one or two other podcasts besides this, and I'm continuing because I'm pointing to the the uh, the corruptions in in our culture that are allowing this coronavirus to even happen to begin with. Um, this all comes from my book um, that's going to be about the disabled revolution um, because all of this is just all rolled up together. Everything's tied together. It's all tied to slavery and there is a big hole in the philosopher's means to an end excuse for society's atrocities. And um, I'm not like blaming them, but they support the system because they're paid to support whatever way, direction popular opinion guides our culture. They're just paid to support, to give us a, a good, to give the healthy people a good reason for it. And all of this, you know, is tied to addiction, of course. Uh, slavery is a type of addiction. And, you know, it's like all the other addictions sort of support slavery. Now, personally, I won't socialize with somebody that has any addiction. Because, why? Because when people, when people use something, they don't work. And when they are not working, they are killing. Now, they might go to work and they look like they're doing the work, but when they come home, these people are very unhappy. They have this addiction, it's creating a big hole in their life, and they're finding people to kill. This is the murder by suicide that we get from the game that is allowed by the game and supported by the philosophers. Well, it's a means to an end. It's going to have an overall better effect on our society. Regardless of the more than double rate of violence against disabled people, the weakest link. You know, this is how addicts deal with not eating, working, and or and exercising in the proper quantities and qualities. This is the scapegoating, the triangulation that therapists talk about, right? When they're killing somebody, they're basically scapegoating. They're using them to, you know, say, well, you're my problem. I'm going to kill you. They get, a, they get a rush out of it, just like, you know, wife beaters. Whatever way they're doing it, whether it's a slow murder by suicide or a fast murder by suicide, they're getting a, the same kind of rush out of it that you would get out of gambling or beating your wife or, you know, playing the lottery. That same kind of rush. What helps them go on and work the next day, you know? But it's not them that's doing the work. We're doing the work by bearing the brunt. Okay, so most people, most people cannot maintain themselves incorruptibly without the proper diet and activity. It's a fact. Nine, I'll, I'll bet that 90% of the people in this country at any given point, maybe even in the world, have an addiction. At any one point, at any given point. Can't you see how devastating that is? Killing becomes their means to an end, and killing becomes their means to an end instead of the work itself. If you understand what I just told you, 
about how they use us, it's really the killing that's now become the means to an end. And that's the hole in the philosophers, well, it's a means to an end. Because it's not the work, it's now the killing. And we're not talking about a war here. We're talking about peacetime activity. Daily domestic terrorism. And this is the domestic terrorism that goes on everywhere around the globe, probably in every workplace in the country, with some few exceptions. The work is never enough for these people because they have an addiction. And they have an addiction because nobody is forcing them to behave otherwise. So philosophers say it's because the overall benefit of the workers that justifies this game culture. Now, wake up, America. The coronavirus has proved all of that wrong. Now it's not just disabled people that are an advantage. It's everybody in the country that are going down the poop chute. Everybody is going to feel this. And most people are going to get hurt, are hurting, are going to get hurt bad from it in some, in some way. And this is only the first level of financial and social devastation that is already creating hardships for people that aren't even infected with the virus. I'm talking about people that aren't even infected. The financial, you know, your social implications, how it's going to affect your bottom line. You might have to work an extra 10 years to retire or reach your goals with your children to make sure your children are set or to buy your house or whatever it's going to be. Now, researchers warned us that microbial illnesses would, you know, uh, keep adapting to our modes of treatment until, until we wore out our modes of treatment. Now, this is the second or third type of coronavirus, I think. I don't, I'm not sure exactly, but it's at least the second. So, of course, it's adapted already since whatever they did with the first coronavirus in China. Now, in my mind, personally, for any addict, and I'm a social worker, I, my degree is in social work, I, I'm the valedictorian from the University of Pittsburgh, I believe should not be eligible for Act 33 clearance to work with children or the severely or severely disabled adults even. Now I have the body of a nine-year-old and many severely disabled people no matter what age they are are in similar positions whether it's from a learning disability or a physical impediment. Now, I'm both. I, I now have an, I'm, I'm so exhausted, I, have, I, I can't learn easy enough. And, and since I was starved as a child, I never could learn how to play that game. You have to have a good memory to be able to play the game and um, survive it. So I just stuck with the truth and just stayed an honest person with everybody regardless of how their lies were hurting me because I can't keep track of their lies and then me trying to lie to play their game and it just doesn't work and since I only was able to start eating what I needed at the age of 50 there's just no way to catch up now I mean my peers are so far ahead of me even if I started now and worked day and night to play this game I could never do it it just wouldn't happen anyway but I have no desire at all for that culture. None whatsoever. It's ludicrous. 
If society cared enough about the egregious rate of violence against the disabled in comparison to the rest, in comparison to that waged against the healthy, that would have taken us in the right direction to prevent this virus from happening, this epidemic from happening to begin with. So that's prevention, folks. And now most healthy people are suffering with with the disabled, though you're not going to suffer suffer anywhere nearly as much as we are. You know, that's what they mean, folks, by you're only as strong as your weakest link. All you have to do is take care of your disabled people, and that should set you in the right direction. If you're not going to start, if you're not going to, after they get this one under control and you get your vaccines out there again, if you don't start over again by freeing disabled people and giving us viable income so we could avoid, um, if, so we could avoid being slaves to these people that call themselves slaves that get paid viable incomes, nothing's ever going to change with our culture. Once you give us the choice and we can say no to friendships because we now have viable incomes and to our own families that are abusing us, then those people are going to have to wise up because then they're going to start trying to abuse people at work and people that are just as strong as them and they're not going to get away with it. And that, my friends, is going to burn a backbone all the way up the back of the United States of America. It's going to burn a backbone for the first time since the, since the colonial revolution. And that's exactly what we need. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a nice rest of the week. Bye-bye.